good point. I am an emerging leader. Are you an emerging leader? In what? I don't know. Just in general. Like, do you like to lead in very emerging? Wait, no. Fashion? What are you an emerging leader in? The emerging leader society. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fake, but I swear it's real. <laughs> Wait, that's actually what it's called? Yeah. Oh, man. ELS. Is that, a, is that a thing that you put on your resume? It will be, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it, do, it doesn't sound like a cool thing, but I promise it is. Are we actually going? Because I want to say something extremely inappropriate. Oh, no, we are very live right now. Okay, cool. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, probably good that you checked. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Can you that's just change fair. the name? What's? Well, it's not my call. Well, you're emerging and you're a leader. Both of those things would suggest only, that you I'm have some sort of power I'm only the co-chair of the events authority. Committee. I don't have enough authority. That's it? That's it. You know the Beers with Peers events that nobody, none of you showed up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime you start with sending a Facebook invite yeah. to anything, that's a no. That's, that's a hard that's no. That's an automatic no. That's a, <laughs> we're matching pretty good today. Pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aren't so we're going to do the show solo. Uh, go ahead and just crop him out, and I'll, I'll take over from here. Aren't you glad to have me back? Nope. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the locker room. I'm your host, Justin Reed, alongside Andrew Tenney. Episode number 56 here in the lovely... Holly Mason Building, downtown Spokane. You, you happy to be back? Um, we'll see. No. Time will tell. <laughs> I like good. those. Those <laughs> yeah. are nice lower thirds. Very well done. Very well. Was that all you, Sam? Wait, so. It's always all me, man. What, what are you talking about? It's not that funny. I what know. was the one last week? Do you remember? They gave to Justin. Have you been giving him a lower third? Yeah. I yeah, one. I don't remember what it was. Hmm. He asked if I liked it, so he must have thought it was funny. At a minimum. It was champion. Oh, That's yeah. exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was champion. That's what it was. Okay. Am I missing something? Yeah, I'm the champ. I'm, the, I'm an emerging leader champion. <laughs> Justin the champion Reed. Champion. Such the big champ. All right. Number <clears throat> 56. Your first thought? Uh, I really didn't think you were going to get Leroy that Hill. Was the, that was the first one I thought of. What? That, that's first so one. strange because that was the Leroy first one Hill. that I thought too. I mean, as far Dude, as... We're so... Oh, wow. That's awesome. Like, can't believe that was our incredible. first thought. We should wear matching shirts. Um... Yeah, as far as like 56 goes, it's definitely been an illustrious number, at least of late within, you know, the linebacking core of right. the Seahawks. Yep. Uh, Jordan Brooks, LeFavreville. Yep. Uh, before that, yeah, it was Leroy Hill. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, you, let's, you give me, let's, I'm sure let's you have Mariners. Yeah, let's start here at the beginning of the Seahawks. Cheeky Okafor was number 56. He played from like 03 to 04. It was, oh. it was kind of a nobody, but I always remembered that name. Cheeky Okafor. Yeah, is a very like... You know, very unique name. Then, yeah, Leroy Hill obviously played for Seattle for a long time. Yep. Kind of locked down that outside linebacker spot. Um, very violent player is always what I remembered Leroy Hill as. Like, he he played downhill. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of what I thought Aaron Curry could have been, but better. And then Aaron Curry sucks. I, oh, by he's the way, coming. <laughs> did you, do you know he's he's a linebacker's coach in Seattle? Yeah. That's yeah. wild stuff. Cliff Averill, obviously, instrumental in that, in that uh, Super Bowl uh, season. Actually, in all the seasons, pretty much. When he went out... Against the Patriots, that was a death. That was a huge deal. To, yeah. To the defense. Well, Jeremy Lane too. Jeremy Lane, right? Thurl snapped his arm was... and tore his ACL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful thing to happen after getting an, like a crucial and timely right. interception too. Yeah. Just snap the arm, rip the knee ligament. You done. know, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Like, go for it. Right. Really. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> make sure you get uh, the NFL to uh, pay out your injury. That's right. Um, get get their uh, get that coverage. Michael Kendricks, um, white collar crime. Michael Kendricks. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> gotta love it. Just got signed by the Niners. I was gonna say, yeah, he was yeah. just working out. Uh, I think he was there. I think he went to the Raiders too and, and tried out. But yeah, we'll we'll be playing him a couple times this year. Jordan Brooks, like you mentioned, next great Seahawks linebacker potentially. Hopefully, he has the athletic skill set to be good. Yes, he's built like you look at that guy and you're like he's a, he's an NFL linebacker. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Mariners a couple good ones actually. Jared Washburn. Oh, Jared. Jared Washburn was yeah. number fifty six. The uh, the lesser of wow. uh, yeah he. Very slow. All of his pitches were slow. He was a spot guy. Kind of boring to watch, but came over from uh, the Angels and, of course, pitched better for the Angels than he did for us, as usual. Mm -hmm. As usual. Greg mm -hmm. Hallman, rest in peace to the Netherlands player. Uh, he was killed by his brother in the Netherlands, stabbed. Nice. Right in the chest. Um, and Family then affair. Yep. Got to love it. And then Fernando Rodney, the great ah. and extremely <laughs> frustrating yeah. Fernando Rodney. Most, one of the most electrifying closers in baseball history, but also one of the more inconsistent and uh, ridiculous pitchers. Is he in the league? Yes, I want to say. Is he like a Marlin or something stupid? Uh, he is – oh, actually, he's in the Mexican League this year. Ah. Uh, he plays for Toros de Tijuana. He is uh, 44 now. He was 5'11". He's 40 – like – his number is 44, years. or he's 44 he's years old? He's age 44. So he was, like, in his late 30s when he was pitching yeah. for the Mariners? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he actually, last time he was in the pros was in 2019. He oh pitched for goodness. Oakland and the Nationals. He had a – oh, my God. For the for the A's, he had a 9.42 ERA. That's – Hate to see it. Not good. Hate to see it for sure. Episode number 56, that's that's quite quite a uh, quite a number. We're, we're really racking it up. Yep. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do it, though, without somebody. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I miss the days. I miss the days when they just rolled out off your tongue effortlessly. You had a new one. That was Ever fine. Oh, you no, the, no, no, no. Oh, I just mean you, you were just references? so clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the days. Fine. I'm going to type in bird reference right here. Okay, yeah. Let's see what you got. That didn't it's like, help it's at like all. an index Larry of bird birds. Larry Bird stats. Oh, Larry Bird go. stats. Okay, Lucky perfect. Bird is... Go ahead. Yeah, no, do your thing, and I'll, I'll come up uh, with something. <laughs> God damn it. Derailed that. Okay. Uh, anyway, the show, as always, is sponsored by our favorite company, Lucky Bird, a Spokane-based e-commerce and digital marketing company, and they are dedicated to helping local companies scale in the online world of e-commerce and digital marketing. We always want you to visit LuckyBirdBrands.com to have a down-to-earth, no-pressure conversation about your digital marketing and e-commerce strategies. You know Lucky Bird is great. When uh, their father is Larry Bird. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, could have been much, much worse. But it's true. It is. They, you know, they are great. They have a, a uh, history of being great. A family tradition, one might say, of being great. Did you ever play Quake? Uh, I don't think so. Why? Uh, it's on the, oh, the trivia over thing there. over there. Oh, it's trivia. No, I never did play oh. um, Quake. Should I anyway, have? I don't think so. I never played it. Oh, that's right. I did see that they were remaking it, though. That, that's probably why it's a trivia question. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention this last week. Um, it's more t timely because you're here. We actually won our softball title. Ah, I saw that. I saw the post. Oh, right. The Instagram post. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, um, we did. It was actually pretty insane. I had an opportunity to walk it off, and I, I, I let my team down. What did you do? Just a grounder to third. I, I, uh. I pull everything. And so it ends up uh, going to third. Do you not hustle? Or, do you not? Oh, no, I hustle. Work your ass down the first oh, I baseline? Do. I do, but I'm not that fast. I'd oh, like to think okay. I'm, I'm much faster than I am. What not do you think fast. your 40 time is? Uh, probably 4-4 four, four flat. Okay. Yeah, most <laughs> likely. I was going to get I a real answer there. I, had, I have no idea. 
I don't know how to project that. I, I have no idea. Are just I don't like, know oh, what yeah, to no. look for. Like, am I faster than a defensive tackle in the NFL? I don't know. I'd like <laughs> to think so. That guy's 300 pounds. Do you really though? Like, I, 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 I have no idea. No. I, again, I, I'd like to think I should be faster <laughs> than that, but I, I have no idea. They're still athletic specimens. Um, no, but we, uh, it was actually a pretty insane. We went to extras. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we, we did end up walking it off. Uh, Very nice. In the uh, bottom of the eighth. Okay. Not too, not too bad. So congratulations. We get champion shirts. Spoken Night Brewing. Oh, that's why you were the champion last week. Right. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Oh, exactly. Yep. That's exactly Champion why. one now, week. Now it is all, all coming together. Now, now we're back to uh, square one. Emerging, burgeoning leader. leader champion. Champion. Yep. Cool guy. Seahawks fan, especially when they Real. resign. They're players. Real commendable fixture within the Spokane, Spokane community. community. Exactly. Without me, the city would go nowhere. Uh, well, what would you do with seventy million dollars over four years? Ooh, would you buy the Manitou? You wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah, probably not. I'd become a member though. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have a payment. So you'd become a member uh, at Manitou. Um, Probably Manitou and Kalispell. Get the duality, a little north-south action going yeah. on. Yeah, Big north-south guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably get a Tesla. Really? Uh-huh. That would be your first go-to purchase if you had... Uh, I'm not saying that would be the first thing that I would purchase, no. So it's... So then why'd you say it? Because no, it I'm came first to mind. Car, so your first car, that's like your, oh. your go-to car? Well, I just would like to rub it in the face of everybody else that i'm like super hey, environmentally look conscious look at me i have this te- this tesla i yeah. make more money than you yeah well that right. okay yeah that and that i care about the environment but you don't everybody else obviously but you couldn't say that if i had a tesla that's fine you i wouldn't buy, not, I wouldn't buy a can, tesla can piece that together that's fine jamal adams probably won't buy a tesla either he's what are you actually gonna buy what where are you gonna buy um i'd invest most of it because i'm smart with my money and i vehicle wise I have two things in mind. I would love like an F three fifty. Okay. Just uh, I don't even care about, about the environment. About. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> see, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy a Tesla. I'm gonna get this big diesel truck that's gonna just counteract what you bought. Um, no, but I would. I would definitely get some sort of sports car, like a probably like a '69 Corvette. Okay. Yeah. Something right. cool. Something not lame and Tesla like. Okay. No, the Teslas are fine. But back to what I was saying, Jamal Adams would, in fact, probably not buy a Tesla. Um, he did just get re-signed for four years, $70 million, to the Seattle Seahawks. Glad that this is off their plate. It's been a distraction. As, mu- as much as you know, he's been at practice, he's been around, he's been talking, it's always a distraction when one of your best players is obviously frustrated. And now we get the pleasure of shifting our stress and anxiety toward uh, the Dwayne Brown situation. So, yep. yes, thank God we got one of two done. One of two done. The, the Dwayne Brown situation is definitely an interesting one to that watch. That one's a lot more complicated. It's very, it is, actually, which is kind of that, surprising. It requires less money, less years, and more, more risk, though. Apparently, he does three sets every day of 20 pull-ups. There's no way. That's what, did you hear that? that? Russell said that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? That guy runs faster than me, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no. He, <laughs> that, guy's, 100%. that guy's a specimen at 300 pounds. Uh, he wouldn't even fit in the studio. No, he's a big boy. He, he would do pull-ups on that. He would just reach right here and just pull up right on that bar. First Easily. Pipes. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice to see. Jamal Adams actually is a pretty cool guy. 
Do you get that vibe at all? I get the vibe that he's a cool guy. I still I, okay. So we've only had him for a season, right? Right. And I'm only still played having in like a, eleven games. Right. I'm still having an issue associating his brand, his personality, and his style of play mm-hmm. with the Seahawks culture. Like I don't feel like he's a Seahawk. Like I. It, does that make any sense? Kind of. Kind yes. of I, I, I see what you're saying. I don't 100% agree, but I, I can appreciate that. <clears throat> like when he's standing take. up there at the podium and he's, you know, telling the story about, you know, his mom used his full name and yeah. therefore he listened right. and she's like, hey, why don't you take the money and stop being a piece of shit? And he's right. like, oh, okay, good point. Um, just like that whole thing, I'm just like, are you really here? Like, are, do you play for this team? Like, I don't know. Even just his name. I'm, I'm having a hard time like ingratiating him into. Like that the culture fabric of the Seahawks, yeah, right. and it's I, weird. That's fair, and I think it's it's always weird when that happens because it does take a little. Like when when Jimmy Graham first got to Seattle, it was weird. When Percy Arvin first got exactly. to Seattle, it's weird because they weren't growing up in they had, right. they, they had not grown up in the Seattle culture. Now, which is I, a very prominent and very distinct culture, right, or at least has been for the past ten exactly. years. And I think some of that. I have two thoughts on that. First off, this team is Russell Wilson's team, not. The Legion of Boom's team. I think Correct. if I think if Jamal Adams was here with Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, all those guys, obviously he wouldn't have been based off of the position. But if he was, I think he fits better. Yeah. Because it's Bobby Wagner's team too, and I still think Bobby has a little bit different personality oh, as far definitely. as the rest of the LOB did. Yeah. Um, my other thought is that I think this year we're really going to see a better acclimated Jamal Adams, more comfortable, because you could tell – he wasn't comfortable in coverage. He he's never been comfortable in coverage. Though. Well, he's I mean, never. He, well, well not... he, he was he was a top ten. He was a top ten graded coverage um, guy before he came to Seattle. He just didn't have very many interceptions to show for it. People didn't really throw his way because he had the the playmaking skills. He didn't have the ball skills, but he, you still didn't get thrown at nearly as much. Some of that might just be because they threw it everybody else in the Jets because everyone else sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think he'll be. I think he'll be a better player overall. I think he'll be a more. I think it'll be easier to root for. Not that he was hard, but I, I get what yeah. you're saying. There's this weird, there is this weird disconnect for the guy who got, you know, a few first rounds. Because it's like when he would get a sack, it'd be like, hell yeah, Jamal. But when I say that, I don't have like real conviction. There's not real attachment. You know, it's like, thank you. You play on my team. You just did. And I think time good... will help that. Yeah, I think of that's course, definitely of a time thing for sure. But yeah, you're right. Because like when, when, like when, Daryl Taylor, Alton Robinson in the game against the Raiders, both of which aren't very big players, but who are very important players this season, young guys who haven't been here very long. You still feel more attached to them because the Seahawks drafted them. Right. They have a purpose. They have, they have a plan. Um, and, yeah, I, I can see that. I think guys who get brought into teams midway through the season, the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. at any point, for especially when it's a large investment, I think that's the other important, yes. important fact here. You bring in someone and they don't make plays, you don't hear about them, nobody cares. Right. But you bring in a guy who's a t- arguably – on his best day, is a top top 15, I think. I think you could say top 15 defensive player. Oh, okay. I think. I think top 15 is fair. Because, I mean, he literally is a, is, he's a game-breaking talent. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. You uh, think top 15 is fair? You think it's a little high? I think it's a little high. If you, went, if you stretched it out to top 20, I'd have an easier time. That's fair. Coming in terms with that. Maybe, maybe next week we should yep. do, or not next week, but the week after we should do top 15 defensive players. My fantasy drafts yeah. on Monday. Ooh. Ugh. I might not do fantasy this year. I might just do picks. Really? Like just straight up. Like for money? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just picks every week. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You, how, you seem okay about it. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> 
Last year was a traumatic <laughs> fantasy experience. I hated every single player That's on my your, team. I had yeah. no emotional attachment to any of them. We had a bad, bad league, though, didn't you? I had a bad team. I know, but did, a, weren't, weren't you in a league that you just didn't – like, you, there weren't, like, anyone really special – was it your buddies or was it? Yeah, it was like a buddy and a half. Yeah, see, but, like that's yeah. the problem. Like that's yeah. the problem. Like you, you don't have a disconnect when you're able to trash talk somebody every week. That's fair. Like that, that makes that's it. A, that's yeah. such an important part. Is you know you wake up on on Tuesday morning. It's a brand new week, and you're like, I can't wait to absolutely pummel you into the ground. Like your team is so trash. Even or like I just got team. that player off the waivers. Right. I was exactly. Ahead. Yeah. Yep. Because because yeah. Because I'm smarter and uh, better than everything than you. You can't do that if some scrub rando that you just don't know. Nope. Um. I want to talk more Max Kellerman later, but I want to talk about his direct take that he had after these games this week. So do you have a problem with it? Yes. Really? I do. Okay. Let's go ahead and play that Max Kellerman, Kellerman clip. Sam, Sam, please appreciate it. Those were great drafts. I'm going to say this. Watching on Saturday, watching this weekend, these guys, and I've never said this before, watching of preseason game number one ever. This has a chance. This could be the greatest quarterback draft class of all time. Mm. Of all time. I think the worst guy I saw, and this wasn't this weekend because the Hall of, you know, because they played earlier, but Mac Jones was probably the least impressive guy I saw, and I would give him between a good. Okay, I have two quick thoughts. First thought, somebody says this every year, yeah. usually. Yeah. Second, it's a terrible take because in this day and age, less and less starting caliber players play in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He's going up against second and third stringers, if not even fourth stringers, and it's been one, it's been one preseason week. It's the first preseason week with a quarterback class that, yes, has been rated very highly just based purely off of you know, prospecting what they could potentially do. But the NFL is, is shifting more and more to use the preseason as purely to see what, your, what depth you have, not yeah. who's going to win the starting job. So I just don't – I think grading, engaging quarterback play in the preseason is becoming less impactful the further along we get. Yeah, to just go along with the topic, I mean, because the source is first take. So therefore, right. I'm inclined to not really get up in arms about it because it's nonsense to begin right. with, um, which is why it's an absurd – take and why you know we're talking about it now yep. you're you're so right and nobody's rolling out like their actual schemes and their actual defenses that they're going to be no, in it's all they're, they're shells and shades oh, of yeah. what that's actually going to look like it has potential to be one of the better ones i don't disagree with that because Definitely has great you, potential. you could you could say that about so many though like that's not really that much of a statement so i don't disagree with it and I don't know. Okay, I, just out of curiosity, who do you think is most likely to bust out of those? Was it five? Yeah, we Lance. Have, so we have yeah, we have Lawrence, Lance, Wilson, Lance, Fields, and Mac Jones. Yeah. Five. Okay. Who do you think is most likely to bust? Um, probably Zach Wilson. Yeah. Okay. He's in a, he's in a horrible spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was. I think graded too highly coming out of college anyway with his just his his history his lack of play um i also don't love mac jones i think he's his situation is much better in new england he doesn't he's not gonna have, he's not gonna be the guy for, mm-hmm. for a bit um i think 
Trevor Lawrence isn't, isn't in a great spot. Like, he literally has to be – I mean, people are talking about he's, like, the highest-grade quarterback since Andrew Luck coming out of college. He needs to be Andrew Luck or he's going to fail. Also, Andrew Luck that. went, like, 11-5 and five in his rookie season with right. a terrible with terrible roster. Just ridiculous – yeah, ridiculously uh, yeah. low talent on that team. <clears throat> Trey Lance, I think, could be good because any quarterback can be good in the Niner system. Look at what Jimmy Garoppolo can do, and Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. is, is a below-average peer quarterback. Um, and – I just now now which one of these guys is going to start week one? Obviously, Trevor Lawrence will be starting week one. I think so. Yeah, I mean he he has to be. It's not going to be Minshew. But they've been there, done that. I think they like Minshew. I, I like Minshew as a backup. I like him mm-hmm. as a lifetime backup. I think he fits perfectly in that role. Um, I don't think Trey Lance starts week one. I don't know unless I don't think so unless either. they trade Garoppolo and they get a great trade package because maybe somebody gets hurt. Yeah, but again, the chances of a number one quarterback getting hurt in this day and age during the preseason is so mm-hmm. slim because they don't play. Well, I also think I think <clears throat> Zach Wilson is going to start. I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you who the second quarterback on that depth chart is. It's not Flacco I, anymore. I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's exactly. A great point. Um, um, I Mac, I think has a potential to start. I'm not. He has a potential I, for sure. I'm not convinced that Cam's going to be the week one starter. I would lean toward Cam. I would. Yeah, but. Crazier things have happened, and Belichick's going to keep it close to the vest until right. you know the Wednesday prior to their first game. Yeah, so. I I would agree with with both of those ideas. I think uh, I think Justin Fields starts by like week four. Dude, they should just roll him out week one. This well, just, well, did you see Andy Dalton's quote? I did. Yeah, it's my time. It's my time. It's, it's like, like oh my you, you've god. Had your time. And I don't mind Andy Dalton at all. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's just not a chance. So Zach Wilson. James Morgan and Mike White and Josh See, like, Johnson. These what? are quarterbacks on. Well, Josh Johnson's been around. He has it, been around. But, I mean, you're going to start gonna James st- Morgan? He's going to start. Who's a second year guy out of Florida International? You're going to start Mike White, a third year guy out of. <laughs> these guys are fake. These guys yeah. are fake guys. James Morgan and Mike yeah. White. <clears throat> these guys are definitely <clears throat> fake. <clears throat> and then, yeah, like you said, Josh Johnson's been around. Seven, seven year vet out of San Diego. You might just have to roll with Zach Wilson and hope he's ready. Yeah, I guess. Um, but no, the reason why the Bears won't start uh, won't start because Matt Fields Nagy's right away. An idiot. Well, they start Week One against the Rams. Okay. So you want you want him to go just get eaten alive by Aaron Donald? Yeah, at least he can run. I mean, if Alex Smith can endure a backpack ride from Aaron Donald, I think Justin Fields' legs and thighs are going to hold up. That sounds up. like something that's on Urban Dictionary, a backpack ride. Okay. Check it out. <laughs> you don't start him there. You start him week two against the Bengals, potentially. I, I just don't see why you wouldn't. I just – I mean, that defense isn't going to hold up forever. I mean, you know, I don't know. They, but then, but then you look at the next couple weeks. You have the Lions garbage. You have the Raiders garbage defense. Then you go to the Packers. Then you go to the Bucks. Then you go to the Niners. Then the Steelers. It's a pretty wicked schedule. I just don't understand why you're wasting a franchise's season, a fan base's season, a I re- roster yeah, season, players. Fair. Like what? It, what is the point of trotting out Dalton? We all know who it's inevitably going to be, and it seems like it's his time, man. It, <laughs> That was a funny quote. That was ridiculous. That was that was asinine. Again, I don't mind Andy Dalton, by the way. You know what you're gonna get? He was he no. I think he lost all of his confidence when he was in Dallas. Tail end 
of Cincinnati because he was really oh. good. He he had he a had. year where it was like one of those uh, early season stories in which through eight weeks he was like an MVP yeah. front runner. And it helps he had AJ Green, by the way. Let's let's make that and and a healthy, aggressive Tyler Eifert too. He had some really good weapons in Cincinnati when Tyler he was there. Eifert. Yeah, what a uh, lost career there. Uh, so yeah, Max Kellerman, horrible take. We're going to talk about him at the end of the show um, because there's some interesting news. I'm surprised that wasn't bigger. Uh, it I also came out at a very late hour, it was like especially by Eastern o'clock. standards. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, which we'll we'll figure out what, what that is later. Anyway, uh, let's talk. You, this is your topic you want to talk about. I actually missed this until you you mentioned it. Um, but go ahead and let's talk about what Kevin Durant and. Draymond Green said about the Warriors and specifically Steve Kerr and general manager Bob Myers. Yeah, so did you watch the clip? No. Okay. But I, I did just read what, how. They yeah, so essentially, it. at least what I saw, and it was about three minutes of the interview, mm-hmm. but um, Draymond asked him how much their spat against the Clippers early in the 2019 season ultimately led to Kevin Durant piecing out and signing with Brooklyn after the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin immediately just acknowledged that it wasn't the spat, it wasn't the fight itself, it was how that was handled within the locker room and within the organization, and essentially went on to say that he he referenced the last dance and when Scottie Pippen, you know, sat out and they ended up running the play for Tony Kukoc because Scottie was being a little... Yeah. (laughs) Um, And how when they got back to the locker room after that game that everybody reprimanded Scotty like openly and said like, hey, that was not right. That was the incorrect thing to do. Like you messed up. This is your bad. Kevin was ultimately saying that he thought they needed to approach the situation between he and Draymond as such, um, referring to Bob Myers and uh, Steve Kerr, that they needed to get out in the open. Everybody needed to say their piece, and just kind of have, you know, a come-to-Jesus yeah. party about uh, it. Let's in- just deal with it right and now. And instead, what Draymond said happened was that they basically sat him down, Bob and Steve, and said, you need to apologize. And yep. Draymond, of course, doesn't want to be told what to do and how to go about um, his business with another person, especially another teammate of Kevin Durant's status. Yep. And so they... He said, no, I'm not going to do that. And they said, okay, well, take 24 hours, sleep on it. Right. And then they came back the next day and he said, yeah, I'm still not going to do it. And they're like, okay, we're going to suspend you for a game. And yep. he just laughed in their face because apparently that was the alternative to just cussing <laughs> them out. Um, it was all fascinating. I think it's more so I pointed this out, not because it's so much of a mystery. Like that is a nice little piece of insight, that distinction as to why that rubbed uh, Kevin the wrong way, not so much the altercation itself, but how it was handled. Right. But I think it's more interesting because this kind of thing where um, athlete, or people in the NBA in particular yep. who are with production thing. companies and are in the media while presently being players in the league, I think we're going to start to see a whole lot more of this and it's going to add to the whole soap opera that is the NBA more so than any other professional sports league Except for, I don't know, WWE, if you want to right, count that yeah. as professional it's anything. Tec- technically. Um, yeah. It, we're going to see more of this stuff. And I just thought it was an interesting, like this moment in time, this piece, I feel like right. it, years from now, we're going to look back on and be like, okay, this, this kind of started yeah. and opened the door for just like free for all. Yeah. And madness. It's, it's so, it's so frustrating. Like, I, I like how they're passing the blame on Steve Kerr and the GM. Like this is this is why we we all broke up is because they suspended Draymond and and Durant was unhappy that they did that so they're gone and it's like 
well, how come, how come Clay's happy and how come Steph's happy? Like, how come right. they're not going out and saying anything? Um, I also think it's weird that Draymond is openly talking about it. Right, because he still plays he's for on Steve Kerr. Like, yeah, still like he's going to go back into that locker room. Like, what's and up, Steve? Like, hey, we just roasted you for and, and your boss for uh, ruining this team. I, yeah, I don't know, because I can kind of see both sides. Because what they talked about, I can understand from their standpoint and as players how they would have wanted the situation to be handled differently. But right. also, they're the ones at fault for that situation ultimately. Like, they are... They're the root and the source of it. It, right. yeah, it started with them. They're so, the ones who caused it. I mean, so if they didn't act like that or if they did not have it out like that, then Steve Kerr and Bob Myers never would have been put in a position. So I think it is kind of weak to just pass it off on Steve and Bob. And yeah. I don't know. Draymond and Kevin are both very sensitive isn't the right word, but they oh, they're sensitive. They're sensitive, but they're, they're very personable people. They right. take things very personally. Oh, like for things sure. that are said to them, about well, them. They're all prima donnas. Like well, almost <laughs> every single player in the NBA is soft. Like they can't take any sort of criticism. Like you look at a guy like James Harden, people are like, you know, you should stop drawing fouls all the time. And he's like, and then he gets all offended. And it's like, shut up, dude. You're making a ton of money and you're winning and scoring a lot of points. Like, why does it matter what, what so-and-so thinks? Like, I just don't understand these. And it's not even just the NBA so much as it's, it's all of these athletes and, and people who – are yeah they get roasted for their play but it's like just do your if you did your job better on a week-to-week basis Mm -hmm. like i get like you're in in the spotlight and everybody's looking at you and and you know you're getting fans telling you you suck and go kill yourself like that part's not cool um that would probably i'd probably say something if if just every single week people are, are are telling me about that but it's like these athletes expect they expect both sides. Like they expect to have a player's coach. Right. They expect to have a, a a soft locker room where they can do what they want and they're not getting told what to do. And then they get told what to do and all of a sudden it's like this place is, you know, I can't believe you would ever do this to me. Like mm-hmm. you, you just ruined our entire locker room. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have been fighting on the on the court. Like this again, it it's it, it is up to the players in the long run. You look at a team like the Seahawks and they have their scuffles. They had a lot, and they had a lot when, when Sherman was there, mm-hmm. and he was talking all the time. And, you know, you had Doug Baldwin, who's a friend of his, and they would always chirp at each other. But you would never saw them go out and say things like, it's the culture in Seattle. Like, it seems like Golden State has a really good culture about it, right? Like, yep. it seems like people want to go to Golden State and play with Steph, with Kerr, and a guy like Kevin Durant, and now Draymond, I guess, all of a sudden are like, it's their fault that we left. It's like, well, I just, I just don't get the take. I don't get the timing of it. I don't get what they're going to be, uh, what's going to come from this. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I think. Also, let's, let's, not, let's not skirt over the fact that Draymond Green calls Kevin Durant K. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. What? Like, just, it's a stupid. Also, stupid again, game. none of this needed to happen if Draymond, after you know losing Game Seven of the Finals to Cleveland, uh, didn't go out in the parking lot and call Kevin Durant and say, "Hey, you need to come join us." So, yeah. and Great. I don't. On Kevin's part, I don't understand. He really miscalculated going to Golden State and expecting that they were going to cherish him and appreciate him the way that they ever did Steph. Like, that was never... Steph was never handing over the team. The fans no. were never going to look no, at Kevin. Steph's team. It's, it's the same thing that I was getting at with Jamal Adams. It's like, you have all, in the works a dynasty, and then you right. add a top two player in the league. Like, 
that's really cool. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win championships. That's awesome. Right. But ultimately, when that player is playing for you, you don't feel the same emotional attachment and you're not compelled the same when they perform especially when you already have yeah an established team with stars correct yeah like, homegrown that's, that's, stars that's russell wilson and bobby wagner's right. team and nobody's gonna there's just nobody else that can even right. stand close to to them as far as that goes but anyway if you hated this prepare and hunker down because i think we're this is gonna it's this beginning. open the it's yeah, the beginning for the sure bottle, and it, and it has been it's, yeah. it's been it's definitely been trending this way and it's only going to get worse as players get more empowered. Yes. Which is fine in some regard, in some ways, but in a, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, uh, leads to uh, probably going to lead to more toxic environments. Yes. I think. I think it's going to cause more strifes in locker rooms for sure. Um, real quick, uh, the wedding that I went to last year in Texas, Fort Worth, um, they're in town. My friend Heather and her husband Brandon. Okay. The reason I'm bringing this up is she just texted me. She must be watching the show. Thanks for watching. Uh, Brandon says he has the most confidence in Zach Wilson. And he's this a big football guy, mm-hmm. and M guy. Um, he knows what he's talking about, uh, so he's not just saying it to say it. I can see um, it from a talent perspective because I mean that is the most enticing thing, at least as far as I can see. With Wilson, is the ability to throw from so many different angles and platforms, and just mm-hmm. it, the effortlessness in which the ball comes off his fingers. Yeah, it's clean. Um, I don't know I can go that far, though. Especially if he were in another situation. That's the big, that's the big I, key. I could, I could subscribe to that a little bit more easily. However, being in New York and just everything that surrounds the Jets, I don't know. Right. I don't know about that. I, again, I, I also like that. Um, I mean, he, he was 6 of 9 for 63 yards, um, 7 yards per pass attempt, which isn't all that impressive. I, if he traded uh, spots with Trey Lance, like if he was in San Francisco, like, yes, I would feel. Oh, but, almost any of the other teams. Almost any of the other teams, I would feel much more confident. Um, I think he's put in a rough spot. Uh, I also think that from my just trying to remember who's on the Jets, I don't think they have a lot of great weapons. They got Keenan Cole. I guess they have, they have Corey Davis now, which is a decent get. Jamison Crowder, if he's healthy, is a really good slot guy. Denzel Mims, who's, who's kind of flash. Keelan Cole, I think, came from the Jags, the, I'm the pretty Jags. sure. Yeah. Um, um, so those are their wide receivers. Tevin Coleman, again, if he stays healthy, is a decent receiving back. Nothing special. Behind him is a bunch of no names uh, as running at running back. Tight end, Chris Herndon. To be, Chris Herndon's good. Chris yeah. Herndon is, is a good tight end. Ryan Griffin, I think, came from Washington, is also good. Tyler Croft, another. They have, those are three decent tight ends. You look at their offensive line, the only one who really stands out to me is uh, Mekhi Becton, right. left tackle, which is the most important position. George Fant, still the starting right tackle, which is pretty funny That's to wild. me. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what he's going to do in that Jets. I think Robert Sala is going to be a great head coach. Um, I hated him as a defensive coordinator for the Niners, loved him as a defensive assistant for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's in a great spot as far as that goes, but I just don't trust the Jets historically. Yeah, I got I got to see something. Yeah. But I, I, do, I will agree with the take that Zach Wilson is a good football player. I think his tape was, was good. Uh, I think his time at BYU was really solid. He's a really good guy. Like, he's, you're not going to have any problems with him. Like, he is the stereotypical franchise quarterback who's going to, you know, put his, his, his cleats on and, and work. And he's not going to be a distraction. Okay. So, I guess those are all positive. So, fair enough. I'll, I'll take a little bit of that. Um, you know who else just gets to work for you? Windermere Services Mountain West. 
Uh, they probably service over 60 Windermere office, offices in eastern Washington, Idaho, eastern Oregon, and Montana. They are all in for their local communities. At Windermere Services Mountain West, relationships are the foundation of their business. Their mission is to be successful, team-oriented real estate professionals committed to exceeding expectations through exceptional customer service. They are Windermere. Windermere Services Mountain West is committed to the communities in which they live and work. They are all in for you. All in for you. That was abrupt. That was abrupt, but not as abrupt as it could have been. <laughs> uh, I want to, before we talk about the Mariners, I do want to talk about this MLB news that I tossed in here. I saw this headline. I didn't click on it until late last night. Uh, Mets owner, Steve Cohen, New York oh, Mets yeah. owner. They were in a five-game skid, and he tweeted, gotta love Twitter. It's the best place to do talk, talk some trash, especially about your own team. It's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. <laughs> <laughs> the best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Wow. Could you imagine let's, – let's just go football because I feel like – well, could you imagine your boss not coming to talk to you? Hey, you're underperforming. Like, uh, I'm, I don't know. You're not being very attentive at the bar. People aren't very happy. Could you imagine you go home, you hop on Twitter, and here's, here's the boss – it is hard to understand how professional bartenders can be this unproductive. <laughs> the best bartenders have a more disciplined approach. <laughs> the, uh, the pouring and tip numbers don't lie. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> thanks, dude. Much of, do you respond? Do you quote tweet it and say, thanks, boss. I'll be better next time. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just like to tweet. Just, uh, it, just, it's funny, though, because the, the Mets fans like – like that he does this right because it's really he, weird. Cause he's a fan right. of the Mets yeah. and he's sitting there in agony watching all of this lunacy just like all the fans are it, what a, it's bonkers what a move I what it, it is move. it is a move that nobody else really does you don't see owners in general aren't very active in their teams it's just there's no reason for them to be now some owners though are very active as in you know Mark Cuban is is probably the most active owner in in sports in the grand scheme of things um but it's a very it's one thing to criticize your team in a press conference you're taking questions it's another one to just and it's a subtweet it, it, to be fair it doesn't say anything directly about the mets to be fair yeah. but he's talking about the mets and everybody knows he's talking about the mets dude the whole mets thing the whole demise and decline of the mets over the last couple of weeks is so weird too like that pete alonzo quote from whatever it was last week and yeah. he's telling everybody just don't even hope, know that we're going to be good and just put a smile on your face while we just got our asses swept. Yep. Like, it's just weird, man. It's very odd. It, it's strange. It's, it's very odd. Yeah, they, uh, they are in not uh, great spirits New York's over sports there. just suck. I mean, thank God, like, basketball right is looking up for both respective cities. And, and the Knicks what? still haven't confirmed that. You know, they, they need to do it again. Yeah, in Brooklyn – should be good as long as they're healthy. Yeah, but Brooklyn doesn't like resonate with New York sports. I don't, no. it, not like the no, Jets never, do, never not has. like the Mets do, and no. not like anybody. Yeah, not like the Yankees do or anything like that. Uh, yeah, no, completely. Your Yankees are actually doing pretty good. They're 17 games above 500. Yeah, um, Boston's they, like, what the hell just happened? I thought we right. Were, yeah, yeah we, wait, we're, we were just there actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, that is very funny. So speaking of standings, the Mariners do find themselves in a decent position, not great because again, uh, there's only 50 games left. And they're f three games back out of the wild card spot, so not too bad. They uh, are seven and three in their last ten, which is the second best mark 
among all potential wildcard teams. Um, wow, Baltimore's lost 10 in a row. They've lost 14 in a row. Wow. Oh, my. That's not good. Um, so Seattle now is also creeping up their win differential. Or sorry, their run def- differential. They are only minus 43 now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, I, if I was a Toronto fan and I'm looking up the Mariners right now, sitting at, they're at plus 118. They actually, they have the best run differential among all wildcard teams. Um, that is very frustrating if you're a Toronto fan. Anyway, uh, Seattle, again, three games back from the Oakland Athletics for that final and second and final wildcard spot. They're four games back from the Yankees, who are uh, a game up on Oakland. They're close. Like, this is the closest the Mariners have been since, like, 2012, 2013, when, when you know, they went down to the final day, day of the year. Um, I'm really trying to temper my expectations. You should. Why would you not? You've seen this happen time and time again. I love pain, I guess. Sure do. I don't understand. I love to have my heart broken. I would you mm. go, go I, ahead. I was gonna ask a stupid question. I, I'd like to hear it now. Okay. Well, I'd like I like everything. No, it's to, a really dumb question. It's a really dumb question. But <laughs> okay, it, this is like the cynic in me. Okay, so would you rather the Mariners actually make the playoffs, get the wild card spot, and get bounced in the one game wild card? Or would you rather have them continue this historic absence from the postseason to the point where we are like two decades plus above any other uh, professional like, teams' I, postseason do drought? Do I want would to you be rather, the record holder for all time? Yes. Like, to like put ourselves in a position where nobody's ever going to break it. it, it or well, just like make it just yeah, for the year. sake of making it. And not actually do any damage or... How about this? Let's put a quantifier on it. Okay. Let's say this, they need... Just pretend for the next 300 years, nobody ever gets... Nobody ever beats the Mariners record if they don't make it this year. Right. But they make it next year. Mm. Can, I, can I make that as a, as a quantifier? Not like, hey, we're going to extend it indefinitely. But we're going to extend it one more year. We'll make it next year. Don't worry about it. Okay. Can I, can I say that? No. Then no, I'd rather them okay. make it this year. <laughs> All right. If if I knew for a fact, I can guarantee they'll make it this next year. As maybe let's say they're they're a division winner, which is going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Hey, don't you miss when the Astros were in no, the NL? God, it's so frustrating <laughs> because I I specifically remember I remember the day I remember the absolute day that the Houston Astros were announced to the AL West, and I'm like, yes. Yes, there's a team that will be worse than the Mariners. They've they've lost, they've went like four or five straight years with over 100 losses. This team sucks. I am so excited to beat up on them every single year. And then now they're the best, one of the best teams in baseball. They've won a World Series. They have all the best players. They cheat. They claw. And I hate them. I hate the Astros. I hate that MLB had to reshuffle and put the Houston Astros in the AOS because the Mariners just can't have anything nice. So let's put let's put the AL, let's put the worst team in baseball and make them become the best team in baseball. It's a conspiracy against the Mariners, and I know it. Ask Manfred. That's my take. Okay, pretty good. Pretty conspiracy good. against the I Mariners. I mean, the Astros made you go up like ten octaves, so that's that's saying something. Well, they, they're good, and they still had to cheat. Yeah, that's stupid. So, silly, Mariners silly. are playing right now against the Rangers. I don't think there's been a score yet. Uh, Chris Flexen is on the mound. Final game against the Rangers is today. Uh, then they go on a three-game road trip uh, to Houston. Two games at the Athletics. Then they come home on the 26th for a series against the Royals, against the Astros. Four-game series against the Royals. That'll be a big series that they should do very well in um, before they have a very 
tough. difficult, difficult September. Oh. Houston for another three. Red Sox for three. A's for four. A's for three. Angels for three. Ooh, that's a lot wow. of good teams. Okay, I'm a little more cynical now, unfortunately. That's sad. That hurts my feelings. Not looking forward to my birthday month. Now, thanks. Yeah, much appreciated. No problem. Uh, let's. Did you have you been following the Sounders at all? Uh, I saw they beat the piss out of Portland. Oh, it was awesome. Nice 6-2. Oh, and so, no. Absolutely I, awesome. Really. So, I, yeah, they beat Tigres, a Mexican team, in the League Cup right. a week ago yesterday. And then, yeah, they destroyed Portland on Sunday. And then they just won yesterday 1-0 against FC Dallas. Did you, have, you seen any, have you seen any highlights of any of these games? No. Okay. Watch this goal. This is one of the best goals you'll ever see um, by Jimmy Madronda against Portland uh, late in the second half. And he delivers in, all the way out, Medranda! Oh my word! On the side of the crossbar and in, Jimmy Medranda with one of the candidates for goal of the season. Five goals now for the Sounders. Wow, what a night at Providence Park. Absolutely. It doesn't get any more wicked than that. Like that is, that is the goal that you dream of having if you're a soccer player. Like that yeah. is the best of the best. Arguably goal of the year already. Just close the close the competition down. That's gonna win it. Um, I said this to my buddy guy Josh Geiger, and I was on the phone with him. Uh, oh, good. One of my friends calling me he must not be watching the show. Thanks, dude. Um, I was on the phone with him. I sent him this highlight clip. I said, "Watch this," and he watched. It. He said, "What's so impressive?" I don't get it. And it's like, like, I know you're not that smart, but come on, man. Like, you don't understand the sort of technique that takes to not just sky it or to completely win. Right. I was going to say, the fact that he was able to keep it, like, laces over. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it, it was a full volley. It wasn't even, it's not even he had a touch, and he made it a half volley. Like, right. That was, that was a full-on volley. He's calling me again. His last name is Judd. Yeah. He There's has, a lot of you like that Ds in that. His hair's going, uh, going pretty fast. He has neck spasms. I'd like to know why he's calling me. He can, he can wait 10 minutes here while we finish up. Is Library Out Loud coming in? Nah. Oh, okay, good. So we can go a couple minutes over. So uh, Sounders now have won three in a row, um, or three, in a, three just this week. They topped the Western Conference. Uh, really good spot to uh, continue to uh, play well. Guys are getting healthy. Nicholas Adero's back. J Jordan Morris has been practicing. There are some oh. a little tiny bit of potential that he could, uh, in fact, make it back by playoffs. I'd like to just see him sit out the rest of the year and get healthy. Uh, but they're fun. I love, I love watching the Sounders games. Jabroni. I couldn't find the John Mara press conference, but it's basically John Mara and the NFL or the, what is it, the rules committee? Yes. The people that are enforcing the taunting penalties. Yep. And yep. then, I mean, we're going to show a clip, which is a prime example of like the most minor, insignificant and irrelevant taunt that was immediately flagged. Yep. So we will see a Colts running back just absolutely maul over the entirety of the it's defense. And a first down. You know. And LeMay keeps the legs going. Still moving the pile. That's a little out of the uh, county tractor pull right there. And then a late flag is thrown. Pickup of 14 yards. Yeah, Benny has been tough all summer. Does that happen? That was was that preseason? Mm -hmm. So usually, I warned I warned people about this last penalties week. Penalties were like actually not a problem for what seems like the first time in forever. Was, last yeah. year in the NFL. Yeah. The, about to get and weird. I just don't understand when everything's fine, why they have to go and make things not, not fine. fine, not good, not fun. But here we are yet again. Um, 
I don't know. I I just hope the I hope that Twitter I, could actually do yeah. something useful and basically all just bully yeah, Roger right. Goodell and the NFL into repealing this because of it, it's just silly. And, and this does happen. That's that's to be fair. Like they had the emphasis on on the holding calls, and it was bad in the regular season for like two or three weeks, and then it, they were like, "Geez, that wasn't smart." So hopefully it's another one of those cases that if, if it in fact does roll into the regular season, hopefully it's something that the NFL is able to look at and be like, okay, we're being kind of lame right now. Um, let's, we're, you know, we're, we're extending the game. Um, we're, we're, you know, I mean, that, that's a pretty soft call. I mean, that's probably one of the more softer taunting calls. Well, did you, see. did you hear or like read the excerpt from John Mara, the Giants owner? Did he, did he talk about not, not the play in particular, general? but he was just no, talking I, I about the implementation of the new taunting rule. And he was just saying that, you know, I know personally we get uh, we get tired of hearing some of the talk that goes out there down on the field. Nobody wants to see another player taunting, and it's like, right, right you trust fund baby, right. right? Okay, yeah, you you sir are in fact soft. I mean, look at that's that face. A, that's, look at that face. That guy's a beta. Look sure. at that face. That guy is is for sure a beta. Uh, yeah, we kind we get kind of sick and tired of the taunting that does go on from time to time on the field. Nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. Now. There's some, there's a level. There is a level. I will agree with that. There are some times it's like, dude, either one, you didn't make a play. Why are you taunting? Or two, that wasn't that impressive. Yeah. But when, like, <laughs> in, a play, in a situation like that, like, literally he just stands up and barely looks down and then flexes. And he didn't even really, like, do it in It wasn't space. a full flex. It was like a, right. it was like a surge and yeah. then another it was surge. Like, it was like an energy boost. Like mm -hmm. He was, like, yeah. powered up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Kamara tweeted Adam and, and, uh, Couple other guys ended up, yeah. Tyron Matthew ended up doing it. Um, pretty, yeah, pretty funny stuff actually. But hopefully that they do fix that because that that's a bad one for sure. Really bad. So bad. NFL. Uh, my jabroni. We're gonna stick in the NFL. Is Travis Kelsey's beard or, or lack, lack thereof. thereof? So that's nice. Travis Kelsey pre twenty twenty one, pre August of twenty twenty one. He's fine. You know, he's 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 a very, he's a, looks like an NFL player. Like he looks like a, a aggressive guy. Right? Like, that's a guy who, who could kind of strike fear in you. Mm -hmm. This is Travis Kelsey two days ago. That guy right there could be a, a lunch man at a high school. He looks like a cartoon hippo. Okay. That's, that's pretty good, too. His, and the fact that, uh, I mean, his, his jawline just doesn't do it for him. Like, the beard helped hide the fact that he has a pretty soft jawline for yeah. a guy who you would think wouldn't have a soft jawline. Like, the beard accentuates his his job now that is a guy who i'm not scared of i'm not i will not draft travis kelsey in my fantasy league this year i don't care where he's at 10th 10th round nobody else don't care not interested i don't want a guy like that on my team yeah it's rough also i can't imagine having facial hair for that long and then shaving it completely and then right. putting a chin strap on and sweating i just feel like that's got to be it has to be rough that yeah how how long have you had facial hair, like on like a full-time basis? Uh, the last time I had like a cleanly shaven face, yep. I believe, was summer 2019. So like two years ago. Okay. Sam? It has been a very long time because if I go clean shaven, I look like a two-year-old. So I will always keep at least a mustache. Vinny? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just came out like that. <laughs> Actually, though. I can see that. Five years? Okay. okay. Mine, I specifically remember, was 2012. Seahawks had just lost in the playoffs to the Falcons. Nice. On the game-winning field goal. Yep. Russell Wilson's rookie year. Yep. And, uh, oh, I was furious. I was so upset. So I, uh, I was starting to trim up my beard for school the next day. And uh, 
I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And from that point on, never. Wow. Yeah, so it's been, what, nine years now? Well, you better not. Nine years. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, for the, for the good, uh, for the good of uh, the, the world game. here. Uh, all right, well, this is August 19th, and on this day in sports history, um, that's crazy. The Phillies in 1903 had nine straight postponed games. I'm not quite sure why, but it's a record. <laughs> COVID. Uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway opens in 1909, home of the Indy 500. That's kind of crazy. Uh, let's see here. Anything else really interesting? Baseball umpire Jocko Conlin. What a great name. This was on this date in 1941. Baseball umpire Jocko Conlin ejects Pirates manager Frankie Frisch for coming out on the field holding an umbrella to get a rain out. <laughs> wow. So it's, in my mind, it's raining. The umpires aren't calling it. He gets an umbrella from somewhere, walks out on the field to start arguing that the game should be called off. That's a pretty funny image. You don't see that. That's not, that, that, that sort of creativity just doesn't happen anymore. No. R.I.P. Frankie Frisch. I'm sure you are not alive Frisch. anymore. Uh, and Jocko Conlin as well. Um, okay. Go ahead. We'll, we'll do your closing time first. Okay. Um, what was the media that I gave you? Oh, yeah. So I'm sure people like you are, um, you know, getting excited for Madden. People Decently enough. Yeah, okay. And the ratings are coming out and people are, you it's know. React, starting to react. I, I just have a different level of disdain for people that actually get, like, fired as up. grown men yeah, fired right. up and excited about Madden. Basically anything post, like, Madden 08. But anyway, um, there was a video that Barstool posted and it was just of simpler times when the game was good, when it gave you what you wanted instead of trying to tell you what you should want, which is never what we actually do want. And they had mini games and mini camp. And so awesome. let so the good times roll, Samuel. You're right. That was a better time. You just, they just don't do it. It's again. It goes back even into real life, like mini game type stuff for like the All Star game. Like the fact that they don't do just ridiculously wacky type mini games in the All Star game is just a lack of awareness for what people want. Mm -hmm. I mean, Madden could instantly up their ratings by probably a full point by just adding something like that into the game. And I know it's not hard. I know it's not hard. At all. It can't they, be hard. I they mean, have, it, and there's no excuse that there's don't no, not enough computer. I literally power for don't it. know what they spend all year developing or what they actually put their time into. I, it, their year-to-year -year ratings might be the only thing because they put out the same damn game. So the, the character right. models have not changed in over ten years. They're better now. On the no, they're next still gen, not good. Next they're gen still is a lot not better. good. If you compare them to like MLB The Show or 2K, they are that's fair. Eons behind those games and what those character models and movements look like. What was I, the second game you said? 2K and, yeah. FIFA, and FIFA as FIFA well. FIFA, yeah, yeah, no, literally any other sports game. Because FIFA's EA as well, you would think. Uh, it's EA Canada, I guess, which is weird. But um, you're right on that part. I, I think, know. <laughs> Thank uh, you. To be fair, Madden did add, they did update their franchise mode for the first time in a decade, <laughs> which is crazy that it's been since Madden 12 that they actually have touched franchise mode and made it actually interesting. Um, I don't know how much more interesting I haven't played it yet. It is out. Um, oh, I did get two of my buddies. I conned them into buying new Xboxes. Nice. Um, I'm going to be getting one pretty soon. So would you like... Should I get no. an X or an S? 
X. Yep. Because if you're if you're gonna, if you're going to spend three hundred and fifty bucks, might as well spend an extra two hundred and just get a Fair. future-proofed console. Fair. Plus, also, it, it looks better. It, I mean, it runs four K, uh, runs four K at one hundred and twenty, which the S won't do, won't touch. Might as I, well just go for it. I have to confess that I bought LeBron's. <laughs> Wait. Damn. So you, from the shoes, why? Uh, I haven't bought basketball shoes since like 2014. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of out of the game. I'm trying to get back into it, and made the mistake of getting LeBron. So um, I will put those up on StockX as soon as I receive them from StockX. We put them up on StockX. Yeah, like sell them. I'm confused. Me too. I don't want to know. You're okay. frustrating me. <laughs> yeah, no, get out of here. Uh, my Trying closing to. time, going, going back to the Max Kellerman stuff. Uh, so Max Kellerman's leaving first take, allegedly. Hey. Uh, that was announced. It's not Ooh. official, but that's what appears to be happening. Uh, I guess, and they're saying Stephen A is going to run the show solo. Look at that, Calic. What I saw is that they're basically just going to bring in a rotation of right. verbal sparring partners, as the New York Post put it. So someone for Stephen A to just talk over? Yeah, They'll, Cause, cause they'll bring on another loud hard. man that just right. was the only person who could talk with him and you know be as loud and obnoxious as him. I uh, glad of this. I, I I think I've been liking Stephen A more than Kellerman recently as far as their takes, which is That's saying not, something. I just I don't even enjoy Stephen A. I stopped oh, enjoying no, I Stephen A. like enjoy three years ago. I just ESPN. It's just a sad state of affairs. Like every week that passes, it's just like, boy, this is really what a fall from grace. Just spiraling out of control i don't watch espn unless there's a game on or it's neil everett Fair. like i i just don't um i'd rather watch i'd rather watch just a rate like during the day i would i would have sport i would want know exact i would know the order of sports center yeah i would be watching yeah. it so much now it's just i mean even their top 10 plays like the list they put them in just butt like, cheeks and, and and you know they'll put they'll put a women's basketball block at like number two Oh, I know. I was just going to say, and this is like, in, you're not allowed to say this, but if they have like a average to good play in a woman's sport, right. they put it within the top five right. in front of like very many, a little, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Right. Yes. And, and it's just, it's yeah, so, get, it's not, so obvious that they yeah. do it, that it's like, okay, I what know. are we doing? It, it it's should not, be there. Like, it's a really cool play. And like, I understand like you should promote that, but it's not. But the agenda is right. like in it's front obvious. of right. the actual merit right. of what the list is supposed it's to be, what the segment is supposed to be. Anything. Exactly. The fact that you, yeah. 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 So yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Max yeah, Kellerman yeah. is one of those big distractions. So he's still working for ESPN. He's not getting fired by ESPN, but he's off a first take. I think they said like they have plans for him moving forward or something. I don't know, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what First Take does. The fact that First Take is still as popular as it is continues to show the lack of education in America. Is it popular? I think their I ratings think it's like are... their best show. Wow. At least worthwhile enough to keep their highest paid employee doing it, right? Like, it can't be bad. I guess. I mean, yeah, but that's kind of like his baby. Most watched ESPN. If I could type ESPN. If I could type shows. It's probably Monday Night Football. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, I I wish know. I knew. I wish I could tell. Um, oh, that was just a lot of week. That's stupid. I, it has to be up there. There's just no way it's not. They wouldn't put so much effort, time, money into it if, if it wasn't, um, unfortunately. And the fact that Kellerman's moving out makes me think 
that he's the problem, which isn't right. They're both the problem. That shows the problem. That shows the problem. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. all right. Well, we're over time here. I have a meeting to get to. All right. Um, but we'll be uh, we'll figure out next week. We may or may not be here. I have a wedding next week. Uh, my buddy Eric's getting married. Congratulations to him. And Why don't Haley. we both just take the week off next week and then start the week after that on Monday and then go forward? Okay, that's fine. I mean, our fans will be upset, but shout out the fans and any patience that you might be exhibiting. Right. Don't forget, you can find us. us on Spotify as well as every other streaming service except Apple Music. Is that right? Our Apple Podcasts? That's fine with me. Anybody who's listening to their podcast through Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Go you down. shouldn't listen to us anyway. Yeah. You are part of the uneducated part of America. Yeah. Again, you probably watch, watch First, first Take. take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ooh, find yeah. us there. Uh, we probably, I guess, will take the week off. Bachelor party this weekend in Leavenworth. Wish us luck. Should yeah, wish me luck. Yeah. Wish. No, I'm like telling you to wish us the people that I'm going with. I'm not going? God, no. <laughs> you, you couldn't hang. Ah. Classic. Well, I didn't get the Facebook invite. That's true. There is a Facebook page for it. That's sad. Well, it's to how organize. old are you guys? It's to organize. Are you guys forty? It's to organize. Oh it's my to... lord! All what, right, what no, I don't do? want to go this. What anyway. should we do? What should we do to make it? What, what would we do then? I don't know. I would think a group text would suffice, or like an email. An email? How old are you? What? An email is more okay. What? Never mind. Never mind. All right. All right. All right. Real quick. Let's what's hold. what's more old school? Email or Facebook? An email is technically more old school, but if you Bingo. look End at the, the demographics for, that well, thank, do all those sorts of things we'll over Facebook versus weeks. email. This is the locker room. Presented Signing off. Talks. I need a haircut. And we will see you in two weeks.